0: Welcome back to Stand Up Citizen. This is episode 11, and I'd like to share with you the agenda for the next 10 episodes, both to let you know it's coming and to give you a chance to comment on what you would like to hear about. First, uh, I've been trying to keep these nonpartisan, but Uh, It's becoming increasingly difficult, which must be obvious from episode 10. And as COVID-affected citizens, we're going to have to take effective action to restore the health of our republic, the literal health, as well as the political health. So here are the subjects I'm intending to discuss and invite your comments. The HEROES Act, which is a a House bill passed and sitting on the majority leader of the Senate's desk, intends to provide more funding to help schools and to help with testing. And we need hundreds of millions of tests, and we're way behind other countries in that. But our leader, McConnell, seems to take the position that the, if the president isn't really interested, he's not going to waste his time. Well, the legislative branch and the executive branch are co-equal branches. McConnell's position seems to me is much too deferential and effectively allows the president to veto in advance a measure that the House has expressed Uh, its interest in putting into place. The congressional rules that are in place are the reason for this, and because the Constitution leaves it to the both houses to set up the rules on which it operates, we have a situation where one person stands in the way of having legislation presented, and whether passed or not, for consideration. We need to consider amending the rules To require a vote on anything passed by one house in the other house within a number of days, a specified number of days. We also need to have these amended uh, where no, no one person can stop the process. We need judicial action perhaps to rule on whether and when a House or Senate rule impedes a constitutional function, which it certainly seems to me does here. And The rules that are in place cannot impede the proper functioning under the checks and balances set up by the framers. I think that's the case now. Maybe our Congress could take far more aggressive and effective action if it weren't for some of these unfortunate rules that are in the way. Next, I want to talk about the many examples of a lack of courage. It's related to this earlier point. I spoke in an earlier episode about the bad faith that the Merrick Garland situation represented, uh, and how it was probably a a violation of the Congress's constitutional responsibility to keep the judicial branch fully staffed and functioning so like. I said before, we need more rules to make sure that when a president nominates a Supreme Court or a federal court or a cabinet official person for Senate approval, the Senate must act within a certain amount of time. The rule that Mitch McConnell made up about it's too close to an election to have Merrick Garland taken under consideration, not only doesn't make sense, but it represents a lack of political courage since he wouldn't even allow a hearing. So now, when we don't agree with someone, we don't even give the whole Senate an opportunity to hear from them, ask questions. And that is very, very dangerous. Gerrymandering is another area that we'll revisit because it, to me, represents a lack of courage. Voter suppression represents a lack of courage, uh, and the forms of voter suppression are many. Uh, next, we're going to talk about subpoenas and honoring the issues issuance of subpoenas as part of the regular course of the judicial system of the United States. Yesterday, we had a very heartening uh, decision by the Supreme Court in the case of the subpoenas of the president's records, but we need to go farther so that folks like our attorney general can't just decide without any kind of consequences, to ignore a, a lawful subpoena and snub one of our constitutional branches. Uh, we'll talk about the purpose, the tradition, uh, the influence of the rule of law, and the failure to respond has on that. Suggest re- reaction and enforcement steps, and maybe even discuss accelerated judicial action to resolve so we don't have to wait so long to get something so important moving along in the judicial process. In the future, I think we're going to, we should think twice about giving a president emergency authorization to take action. We need to go further than just giving the president authorization. For example, under the Defense Production Act, the president has authorization to do what is necessary when there's an emergency, but he has chosen not to take it. We need to make that legislation so that the president has to take action when Congress makes a specific statement or or judgment that would, like a writ of mandamus, compel the president to do what he or she must do in a terrible situation, not just in a military sense. Next, we're going to talk about why the election systems have never been audited Since 2016, with all of the concerns we have over the interference and tampering with our uh, election process, uh, it's outrageous that we haven't confirmed that our election systems, including not only the machines, but the processes and the allocation of voting machines, is, is proper and sound and safe. Anything that impedes the ability of a person's right to vote violates the Constitution. And it's very consistent with the most basic principle of the Declaration, which is that governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. How can one give consent if you can't reliably cast a vote that will be counted consistent with your, your selection? Next, I want to talk about the crying need for citizens' education and provide some specific recommendations on how that can be achieved. Citizens cannot make an informed judgment on leaders unless they have certain information and have the historical background as context. Next, I want to talk about war, the prosecution of war, the use of military force, in all of its various aspects. I want to pose the issue of, was the president outside of his authority when he fired authorized the firing of 29 cruise missiles into Syria, a country with which we are not at war, and for which the president did not receive congressional authorization? Killing of Soleimani also is an issue we need to explore as the Congress must have a role under the Constitution in uh, military action and the use of military force. Next, we have to have a discussion on the emoluments section of the Constitution, both domestic and foreign. Congressional oversight is essential because Congress's approval is required by the Constitution. If the president is going to personally profit or receive any kind of financial benefit while in office. So tax returns, for example, will give important insights on President Trump's potential violations as well as who might have too much influence on policy he promotes, for example, if he does owe a lot of money to the Russians or the Chinese, and policies somehow get shaped by the owing of that money. Next, we'll have a discussion on undermining institutions, what the impact of undermining our most basic institutions has on our body politic, especially when there's no alternative presented. The use of these institutions when it serves a purpose is contrary to the undermining aspects of it when it is found that information is critical of the president or of his, his administration. Obstruction of justice is a clear uh, undermining of the Justice Department. The attacks on Obamacare when the Department of Justice is supposed to support existing law. These are the kinds of things I want to explore. Finally, we need to make some kind of new process so that judicial proceedings of high importance on checks and balances issues can proceed faster. While the decision today was good on the subpoenas, it's taken far too long to get these resolved. And that is to the detriment not only of the citizenry, but to those considering the president for another term if he decides to run for office. So if you liked the sound of the agenda for the next several episodes, share this with friends. I'll be posting this agenda uh, with some more detail on my website, which is standupcitizenpodcast.com. And I hope you're being safe and following all of the CDC rules.